The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. I don't know about you, but my mind has started to switch to fall. The weather isn't necessarily cooperating, but it's always around this time before school starts, as summer vacations are wrapping up, that my focus turns to cooler weather, richer textures, darker hair color, all that good stuff. And part of that could be that we are hard at work on the fall capsule guide, which is coming out September 10th. Spending our days putting all of these gorgeous fall looks together is making me crazy for jeans and new shoes and layers. I cannot wait to release this one to all of you. And speaking of the fall capsule guide, if you're not on our email list, you're going to want to get on there right now because we've got a special bonus just for those who pre order the capsule. This is one you do not want to miss. I'm giving you a masterclass that you can't buy anywhere. We're giving you the denim webinar, which has been called a PhD in jeans. It's funny. Last May, I asked my community to share their single biggest takeaway from any of my classes. And you guys know I have a lot of them. And over half the responses shared a tip from the denim class as the thing that solved their wardrobe challenges the most. I know that it's a struggle to find a great pair of jeans that you can wear anywhere and that makes your butt look fabulous, but you deserve to look like a million bucks and to feel like a million bucks and not try on a hundred pairs of jeans to get there. This class teaches you how to know if jeans will fit before you even step foot in the dressing room. It's going to teach you what those weird folds and wrinkles mean in terms of fit and how to solve them. You're going to learn why your jeans stretch out so bad. I guarantee it's not what you think it is. And you'll learn how to buy jeans that look great all day, not just for the first hour. If you've struggled to find jeans that fit, flatter, and don't fall down, this class is going to change your whole denim experience. So like I said, you don't want to miss the pre-order. Head to our website or the show notes and just get on the list. I will send you a free mini capsule wardrobe guide when you sign up so you can get a little taste of what a capsule wardrobe looks like. And then just keep an eye out on your inbox in early September for the pre-sale. Today, though, we are not talking about capsules or jeans or even clothes. When fall hits, so many of us want to refresh our whole look, including our hair and our makeup. So today, our friend, makeup artist Catherine Zuthin, is joining us again to talk about updating our beauty routines for fall. Catherine is a beauty enthusiast who loves to share her tips and finds on her Instagram and YouTube channels. She can be found on both under KZ Beauty Coach, and we'll have those links in the show notes for you. Teaching is at the heart of what she does, which is understandable since she was a teacher for 12 years before becoming a stay-at-home mom. She's been married for 25 years and has two teenage children. Catherine turned 50 last year, and while she caters to all women, she especially loves helping those over 40, I can relate, who are starting to see those fine lines and wrinkles appear. She couldn't find many over 40 women talking about the challenges and the joys of makeup and skincare over 40. So she's on a mission to help women over 40 age beautifully and feel confident. Welcome back to the show, Catherine. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. I know that I reached out to you and asked you to come on again to talk about updating our beauty routines and products for fall. But when you sent me your new bio and it said that you turned 50 last year, I was like, we're going to take a minute to talk about this. I know everybody looking at your picture is thinking, I need to do exactly what she's doing. So can you quickly walk us through 
what are you doing and what are you using? Sure, sure. So skincare is really where I started with all of this and really probably started a, a little bit before 40, but not that much more before 40. And um, there's a couple of things that I feel like there's so many good products out there, but I really feel like there's certain categories of products that everybody should be using. The first one that I think is the, the most important, and, and I'm going to say most important, not including SPF, because that is crucial. Sunscreen, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the okay. most important type of serum that you're using would be a retinol or even more importantly, a Retin-A, which is a prescription retinol. Over 40, you really need to, to up your game and go with the prescription Retin-A. Those are pretty easy to find. Obviously, you can even talk to your internist or a dermatologist, but a company that I use, and I'm not sponsored, not they've never given me anything, but I really do love this company, is called Curology. And it's so easy to get on their website and you basically take some pictures of your skin. It's sent to their dermatologist. They look at your skin. You fill out a whole survey of different questions and um, things online. And then they package your own Retin-A, which is um, tretinoin is the most common prescription Retin-A with some other ingredients. Like mine has some azelaic acid in it, which is great for soothing the skin if you have any redness. And mine also has some niacinamide, which is great for brightening the skin. The reason I like this is they start you low and you can build up gradually if you would like to, but that has made the biggest difference in my skin. And, and retinol and retin-A has the most research behind it of any skincare ingredient. And it, it basically turns over your cells and helps you to create new collagen. So if you're not using a retinol or a retin-A, I highly recommend it. And I really think if you're over 40, you need to just go straight for the retin-A. There's a lot of over-the-counter retinols um, at the drugstore or even at Sephora or any or Nordstrom. Until you get to that level of the prescription, you're just not going to see as much of the success that you want to see with your fine lines and wrinkles. Okay. That's really good to know. There are so many products out there and I'm willing to spend honestly what it takes to get rid of the wrinkles at this point, but I don't want to waste money on things that aren't going to work. And if you're telling me like, just skip the drugstore, skip Sephora, go straight to the prescription strength. That is so, so, so helpful. And you said the other thing is SPF. Yes. No, the other one, uh, other serum though, that I would add, so that your retinol or retin-A you want to use at nighttime only. Okay. Um, and then the other one in the daytime is a vitamin C serum. And that one actually you can get over the counter. You can get, there's a, some very good ones. There's one called um, Timeless that you can order on Amazon. Maylove is a great company that has a very affordable vitamin C serum. Um, Naturium is a new kind of a newer skincare company. You can find them at Target. So vitamin C is great, but you can actually find that. You don't need some sort of a prescription grade for that. Um, so those would be the main two. And then of course, sunscreen. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with sunscreen, but there's just so many great sunscreens on the market right now. And you basically have two kinds. You have a, a mineral or a physical, which is basically zinc and titanium dioxide. And then you have a chemical um, sunscreen, which is made with different chemicals. People are very fearful sometimes of the chemicals, but they're just as safe. It's really about whatever your preference is. The mineral sunscreens, because of the zinc and how white it is, we think of like, you know, the lifeguards wearing that really, really white, white zinc. And that is, that is actually what zinc is. It is incredibly white like that, but the new formulations will not white out your skin like that. I, I can put several different ones that I love, but you can find them from all level price levels. Um, I will say you will do better if you spend a little bit more on your sunscreen. The ones that are directly at the drugstore tend to have much more of a white cast or not the best formulation of ingredients. That's good to know. I know a lot of women don't want to wear sunscreen like in their makeup because in photographs, like it, you get that really white flashback sort of effect where your, your neck and your, your chest look three or four shades darker than your skin. Is that because yes. of the, like the zinc ones, the ones that are 
the mineral or the physical? That's exactly right. The zinc is what causes that. That's why a lot of people, they started to create these chemical sunscreens. The chemical ones are more almost like a moisturizer. They, they don't have any cast on your skin. And there's some great ones in, in both lines. But like I said, there are one company in particular, if I had to say go to one company, probably the top sunscreens I know are at Elta MD. And if you go on their website or someplace that sells them like skin store or derm store, you will find just so many different kinds. You will find a chemical, you will find a physical, you will find a combination, tinted, not tinted, all different variations. And they have some great ones, but the sunscreen has really come a long way and it makes the biggest difference. I recently was talking to a friend of mine who had been using this expensive serum to try and help with her hyperpigmentation, some sunspots on her, on her face. And the minute she went on a beach trip, then sat in the sun. And even it wasn't even that she wasn't wearing any sunscreen. She just didn't reapply or she wasn't probably as careful. She came back home and all of the hyperpigmentation was back. And this expensive serum that she had bought, it was null and void basically because of just sitting in the sun for a little bit. So the sunscreen, if especially, I mean, it's obviously for skin cancer primarily, but secondly, for aging, it the sun will age you more than anything. It will age you more than yeah. anything. So if you can try and find a sunscreen that you like, and the best sunscreen is literally the one that you will wear. And so if you find one you like, try different ones. It makes a huge difference for aging. And so I wear, I wear and reapply sunscreen daily. And that has made a huge difference for me because I do have a tendency to get sunspots. And so that that's just made a huge difference for my skin. That's so funny that you mentioned that. I have developed a sunspot right on my eyebrow. So it looks like I just have a shaky hand when I'm putting on, <laughs> like doing my brows. And, you know, I go walking in the morning and I go really early, like six o'clock in the morning. But I notice that if I don't put sunscreen on before I go walking, even at six o'clock in the morning, that spot gets darker and bigger. And and yeah, it really looks like I've messed up my brows, but <laughs> it's it's so imperative. And I, I can't stress enough to women how important it is to wear your sunscreen, not just for aging, but first and foremost for skin health. Okay. So those are three products that you really recommend, right? A Retin-A, a vitamin C, and sunscreen. Yes, absolutely. So ladies, if you want your skin to look, heck, half as good as Catherine's, go grab those. And we'll put some links in the show notes for you. Okay. Let's get to why you're really here today though, right? It's not to talk about how young you look, but let's talk about updating our makeup bags and our beauty routines for fall. So the last time that you were on our show, you gave us a lot of tips. And if anyone hasn't listened to that episode, we're going to link to it in the show notes. Go back and listen to it because it is full of products and techniques and brushes and all that good stuff. But let's talk about switching from summer to yes. fall. I know that actual fall hasn't arrived yet for most people. And I have this, this concept that I talk about a lot called ideal fall and actual fall. Ideal fall is how we think that the day after Labor Day, we can break out the jeans and booties and sweaters, right? And it's just the weather's going to cooperate. And then a lot of us are like sweating in mid-October going, I just want it to be fall. That's ideal fall. Actual fall is it's still hot, right? Mm. And it's it's it still feels like summer, but we want it to look like fall. So <laughs> until we get to real fall, that ideal fall in six to eight weeks, what can we do? What can we swap out in our makeup bags to help us feel a little bit more fallish, but still respect the fact that it's probably 90 degrees where you are? Oh, that's a great point. So I feel like with makeup, just like I'm sure you would say with clothes, but obviously there's a, a weight factor here. It's really what makes you feel the best and what you love the most. So everything I'm going to say is just basically what my opinion is and what I see on people. But if, if you love some of these things that are really, really summery, I mean, you actually can continue them as long as you'd like to. But the first part, I think really, when I like to think about moving from, from summer to fall is changing your bronzer. So in the fall, I mean, in the summer, obviously we want to bronze up and look like we're tanned and we've been to the beach and we have that kind of summery glow. 
So you might be using more of a shimmery bronzer and that's great. And you can use it all over the cheek, even kind of up into the hairline. And it's just beautiful. And it gives you, again, that summertime glow. I like to move from those shimmery bronzers to more of a matte bronzer. And I feel like getting a little bit of the less of the glow, which is going to be a theme a little bit through my recommendations from changing from summer to fall. So I would change to more of a matte bronzer instead of a shimmery bronzer. And I would also move to using it almost more as a contour instead of an all over bronze. So doing just maybe lightly underneath the cheekbone, not heavy contour, but just lightly under the cheekbone, maybe a little bit on the cheekbone. But I feel like in fall, it's better to almost focus more on the blush than on the bronzer. Whereas in summertime, I feel like the bronzer is kind of the star of the show and the blush is just there to kind of give a little bit of life. We're going to switch more from the bronzy look to more of that pink kind of flushed cheeks look, if that makes any sense. No, that totally does. Do you find that a lot of people switch out the colors in their makeup bag for like cool weather versus warm weather? I'm thinking about in the summer, I love like a really watermelony kind of peachy pinky lip gloss, but I don't feel like that's going to be my jam going into fall. Do most people sort of switch out their whole palette or do they kind of just year round the same sort of colors? I think they do switch it out. I do the same thing. I feel like in the spring and in the summer, I gravitate more towards peaches and corals and any variation thereof, you know, adding some pink into that. But then as we move into fall and we move into winter is when you see more of the mauves and the plums and more of the true cooler pinks, not, maybe not like the baby, you know, the bubblegum type pink, but, but still some of those types and the cooler shades of pink. So I definitely think people do that. You will also see that a lot on the lips. And the, the best shade that I think is the best to help you transition is mauve because you can use variations on mauve in the summertime because they do look really beautiful with that bronzy cheek too, but they're also perfect to kind of transition you into your faller colors and more of the flush cheek. Now, is there, so I always think of mauve as a little bit of a cooler color for people mm-hmm. who have the pinky undertones, you know, the, the ashier hair. Is there sort of an equivalent for warm people or do you recommend it for both? I would recommend it for both. I don't know that there's necessarily an equivalent. It is a cooler tone, but it's not quite as far on the cool scale, if that makes sense. It's not quite to berry or even quite to plum. It's kind of kind of straddling the in-between there. And I think it's a really nice transition from kind of going from those peachy corals, adding some of this mauve in now, and then again, taking it through to fall. Got it. Okay. And there's probably a lot of shades of mauve and there's probably deeper, lighter, some that, you know, are a little, not quite as cool, all that. So find a mauve that's good for you. So I want to talk about foundation for a second because the best beauty tip I've ever gotten from you, and I've gotten a lot of them, but the best beauty tip was about summer makeup, which you, you were the only person that I've ever seen recommend not going to like a tinted moisturizer, but actually using a real foundation in the summer because there's so much extra moisture in the summer anyway. And a tinted moisturizer kind of just tends to slip and, and look a little shiny for lack of a better word. What should we do? We be doing with our foundation for fall. So, yeah, I, I, and I love that tip. And again, the, the trick to this is always less is more. So when you're using a more matte foundation and what, what, what I'm seeing as a trend is people are coming out with a lot of companies are coming out with soft matte. So if you see those words, soft matte, that's not going to be quite as dull looking as some matte foundations can. So that would be my um, tip as to look for, for different uh, foundations that have the terms soft matte. So I love to continue to use those same foundations. But again, as we go into the fall and definitely even into the winter, depending on where you live and the cooler weather, sometimes our skin can get even drier. And 
So adding a little bit of like a facial yeah. oil um, to just a drop or so into something like that can give it a little bit more slip and it gives your skin a little bit more moisture. That's a great tip. Also adding a product that like a liquid illuminator. So probably the most famous one of those is the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Flawless Filter. And you can either add that directly onto your skin or into the foundation if you want it all over. That's a great product to add. But like, like you just said, because of the weather getting cooler, typically, depending on where you live, you're, gonna have, you're not going to have quite as much natural glow which you find in the summertime. And so adding a little bit of glow, but you don't in the sum, in the fall and the winter, you don't want to be quite as glowy as you were in the summertime anyway. So it's okay to kind of handle that glow, but those would be my biggest tips. Look for soft matte. Even a satin foundation is beautiful or dimmy matte. If you see any of those, those are all great. Yeah. I think some of the matte foundations are really tough for you know, women of a certain age, because they just, if they're really mad, they find every line, they find every crease, every crinkle, and they just sort of sit there. Yes. Uh, but I, you know, it's definitely a more updated look as well, the, the matte foundations, especially for the fall and winter. So demi matte and soft matte are probably a good ones to look for. Do you have any favorite brands that are doing those right now? NARS has a great soft matte foundation that they released, I believe a year ago, and it's very, very pretty. And again, less is more. It's it's more of a, a very liquidy, not serum, but it's a very liquidy um, consistency. And it, again, just place it where you want it. You don't necessarily, I, that is probably the biggest tip that I give to women over 40 is they tend to want to put way too much foundation on. Hmm. And it's very interesting to me. I feel like it's like a generational <laughs> type of a problem because I look like at my daughter's generation now, they they really don't even like foundation, period. They don't want to put on any foundation. Whereas I feel like when we were back as teenagers, we were trying to cover everything up and we liked the foundation. We didn't want any pimple showing or anything. I think part of that is that skincare has gotten so much better. And that generation of teenagers, they actually know how to take care of their skin so much better. So they're able to go without a foundation. We didn't have the benefits of their of their knowledge. But I do see women all the time who are putting way too much foundation. They've always done two pumps. And so they just think, I've got to do two pumps. But it's not about the amount. It's about what your skin is like that day and just light, light layers, gradually building it up. I always say, start very small. You don't need to put tons of foundation on your face and then blend it in. Instead, just do a little bit, blend it in. See, do I even need any more? And that is the trick with all of those foundations. You can get away with wearing a more full coverage foundation if you do it in very, very light layers. But how does that work for women who have a little bit of an uneven skin tone I feel like if you start putting a foundation here, but not there, that it's going to get kind of even more uneven. How does that work? Yeah, no, you, I would not recommend, uh, well, it depends on your skin. I mean, it really does depend on your skin, but I, I, if you have an uneven skin tone, that's why you want a product like this, you know, semi, you know, the soft matte, the demi matte, but you want to put it all over, but just again, in very, very light layers. And you can always go back and add a little bit more on like a sunspot or an area where you have some redness that you want to have more blended. But if you do it very, very lightly and build it up, you'll find you'll have much more of a cohesive look than if you put a bunch on. And then it, like I said, you're kind of just fighting all that makeup on your face it goes right into fine lines and wrinkles and mm -hmm. just ages you incredibly. That is super good advice. What's the best technique or product to put foundation on really lightly. Do you like your fingers? Do you like a, like a buffer brush or do you like a, a beauty blender or sponge? What do you recommend for being able to use just a little bit? So fingers, I don't usually use my fingers to, to apply that unless it's like a tinted moisturizer or something like that. Sometimes that's just easiest, but typically I like to use a brush um, if you tend to be very heavy handed with foundation, then I would recommend a sponge. I would recommend the beauty blender sponge. Um, a lot of people don't 
know how to use that correctly. And you mm -hmm. actually are supposed to wet it fully. It, it, it will expand. It is a sponge and you want to get it full of water and then you want to wring it out. I, I use it with a towel and I just press as much as I can so that it is damp so that when you press it, you can feel that there's liquid, but you don't know liquid comes off on you. You shouldn't see any droplets of water because that will just mess with the the actual makeup of the foundation. But if you are very heavy handed with foundation, then I think using a sponge is perfect because it, it shears out a foundation better than a brush. I personally like a brush and I like more of a denser, like a kabuki brush. Yep. I feel like I can control that really easily. And again, I'm not going to be heavy handed. I'm just going to actually stamp. A lot of people too want to swipe mm -hmm. their foundation. You actually want to stamp your foundation into your skin. And again, just the smallest amount. So when I apply, I put just a little bit on my hand, just a little bit. And then I take that with my finger and I just place a little bit of the foundation where I know I want it, just a little dot, a little dot. And then I leave the rest of that on my hand and I use that later if I need to. And then I take my kabuki brush and I just stamp that all into the skin and blend it. A lot of times with a heavier foundation, using that damp beauty blender, even after you've used the brush, just taking it and kind of stamping it all over your face will be really helpful in evening things out. So I like, I actually always have a sponge and a brush. I like to use the sponge too for concealer. Um, because I think it does sheer out under the eye and it helps that concealer not to be quite so cakey. Love that tip. Love that. Yeah. I always have my little wet beauty blender, even like for <laughs> buffing out some eyeshadow. You know, if you've put something, if you've gotten a little heavy handed with something, it's a great way to, like you said, shear it out a little bit. That's a great tip. It's a great tool to yeah. have. It's, it's definitely something I recommend it's, it's almost like an eraser. Yep. It helps you to smooth things. So if you're feeling unsure about your makeup application, I highly recommend getting some beauty blenders. And of course, you don't have to get necessarily the beauty blender. I can give other recommendations that you I know you guys can link. There's a lot of different great sponges. To be honest, my very favorite one that I've been using now for probably six months is from e.l.f. And it is, I think, $2. I think you get five or three or five for like $5. And it is their kind of pink sponge. And I love it. I think it's a great density and it works so well. And then because it's so inexpensive, I just can use it for a little bit and get rid of it and not feel yep. badly. The beauty blender itself is a fabulous product, but it's like $20. So I, you know, have a hard time wanting to get rid of that as quickly. And you really should just for hygienic purposes. Yeah. I love a beauty sponge that has a big flat surface because mm -hmm. I find that the best for like, you know, getting on foundations on the cheek and the forehead. Like when it just has the little, the little surface, I find that really difficult, but I like the ones that have like a big flat angled surface. Those are my absolute mm -hmm. favorite. And I think I do have some of the elf ones. They're really good. And at this point, like, I don't even know which ones are the real beauty blenders <laughs> and which ones aren't. I do have one that I got in a FabFit fun box and on the, the flat angled surface, it has like a silicone pad, like, oh, yeah. you know, kind of like a chicken cutlet texture, right? That I know. I've seen that. Yeah. I love that one. I love it. Cause there are sometimes that I don't want to shear out my makeup so much and you know, the sponges are great, but they soak up a ton of product. They really do. They really do. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go through twice as much product if you're using Absolutely. those. Absolutely. So I love that. Like if I really want to get good coverage with concealer or there's a spot that needs a little, a little extra building. Um, it, I love that product. I love that. I, if I can find it, everyone, I, I will throw that in the show notes as well. Okay. So let's talk fall. Fall is sort of one of the two big fashion and beauty seasons, right? We've got fall and we've got spring mm -hmm. and we have fall trends and we have spring trends, you know, and then we have summer and winter trends and, and there definitely is a little bit, but there's sort of just a riff on what we were doing in, in fall and spring. So have you seen any fall trends that are pretty strong cropping up? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So I really did a lot of research on this and it's very interesting to me, I think. First of all, I think the focus right now is on the eyes. I think this is due partly to wearing masks. So I think that people have just like switched to let's talk, you know, let's focus on your eyes. And so there's so many great things for eyes. First off, 
two different colors that I think are very huge that were all on the runways and I think are very doable for any age. First is lilac. And I love lilac and fall and winter, but that was a huge, huge color. To tell you, so lilac is obviously in the purple family. It's not quite lavender. It's not quite that bright, but it's a little bit, it's not quite gray either. It's a good in-between. Recently, I've been trying to find some products that have that lilac. Uh, I just got a, a palette from BH Cosmetics that I think would be perfect for everybody. And BH Cosmetics, you can buy them at Ulta Beauty, but they're incredibly affordable palettes, but excellent quality. So they have a palette that came out that I thought this is exactly fall and it's called Passion in Paris. It is beautiful and it has some different variations of the lilac, but it also has the next color, which I saw big, which was terracotta. So these very different shades, but in this one palette, I mean, I'm just amazed. You have some good neutrals, a great crease color, a kind of a peachy shade, but then some different colored mattes, like a, a nice, beautiful lilac, a beautiful terracotta, and then all kinds of different shimmers that can go with this. It's a beautiful palette. I think it's $16 full price, but you can always get it on sale. I would highly recommend that one because it has both. Another lilac palette that I love is from Viseart, and you can buy them um, on their website or you can buy them at Sephora. They have a wonderful, and I, I didn't realize that Paris was the theme here, but it kind of is. This is <laughs> called the Paris Edit. It's just a very nice, you have neutrals in there, but you also have some beautiful tones of lilac. You have a lilac shimmer. You have even a deeper lilac shimmer. It's a beautiful, beautiful palette. And, and I think it would be perfect for the fall looks. The other palette that I think is beautiful for this is from Persona Cosmetics. They have their Identity Palette, which is their probably their best seller. It is gorgeous for fall and again has very neutral shades. These are not going to be bright. So if you're scared of any type of bright shades, this would be a great palette for you. But again, a mix of mattes and shimmers and just beautiful colors, again, that range from the terracotta all the way to the lilac. So that is kind of the color scheme I saw. As far as actual look, big, bold lashes are huge. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that everywhere. If you used to wear your false eyelashes and you've gotten away from them, pull them out for fall because yeah, we're actually seeing like crazy over the top lashes. Yes, yes, and it's like and wild. it's all good. So using that, you know, finding those products that really give you some big bold lashes. I will give you two mascaras that I feel like do this that I'm loving. One is from Bite Beauty. They have their upswing mascara. It's a big wand, but it just, with one coat, your lashes just go, wow. Another one like that is from Lawless, and it is their one and done mascara. Both of these you can find at Sephora. These are both what Sephora deems to be clean beauty brands. And I will say, if you have any type of irritation, I have very dry eyes. And so mascaras, I have a love-hate relationship with sometimes. And these both are just wonderful on your lashes. They're very nourishing, but they give you a huge, huge lash. The other thing that I'm seeing is brows. So if for some reason you haven't been going to your brow appointments as much, that's okay. The name of the game right now for brows is very natural brows, not those thin brows that are very, very well-defined. Instead, you see this product coming out that's been big for a little bit, but it's really going to be big in the fall called Soap Brows. And it's basically a wax. Some, it started off with people using actual kind of like a clear soap with a spoolie and just brushing it through their brows to give some lift and kind of make it look natural. But now you're seeing some different waxes and two of the, the most popular and that are really good. There's one from Patrick Ta, who's a makeup artist, again, at Sephora. He does that and you get the brush with it, with the product. And also Anastasia Beverly Hills, who's really the queen of all brows. She has a product called the Brow Freeze. That product is sold out all the time at Sephora. So I have actually not tried that one. I've tried the Patrick Ta, but the Anastasia people are just loving. And basically you don't need to even put any color through your eyebrows. It's a matter of just 
kind of lifting them up. So like I said, if you want to maybe, if you're, if you go to get your brows done regularly, maybe just make it like half, half as many times or something. Cause it's, you do want obviously to not have them be totally wild, but it's okay to have them be a little bit bushier, a little bit more natural looking. That's, that's what I'm saying. And not just with young people, I think it's, it would look very attractive and the lift of that product is what's going to lift your face. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous of people who have eyebrows because mine are so, mine are thin and yes. mine are really light. So I, I got to work hard to yes. even look like I have normal person eyebrows. So if you have big, yeah. full, bushy brows, just consider me jealous and consider yourself lucky. <laughs> All right. So I want to go back to eye colors, the the palettes that we talked about for a minute. I was sort of looking them up as you were talking. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I was at Ulta with my daughters last night. My little one came to me and she's like, mom, I want to start wearing makeup. And I'm like, I'm all in on that. So yeah. we took her, we got her some, you know, just things to play with. And we were actually looking at that Paris palette. So it's so funny that yeah. you, that you mentioned that one today. Maybe it's a sign, yeah. but I will say that Paris palette I think would be really good for people who look good in cooler tones. Mm -hmm. Whereas the persona palette, I can see people who are very warm finding a lot on this one that would work for them. So big, big, big fan of that. I agree with that. And if the Viseart palette kind of has a mix of both. Okay. So if you're more neutral and you like to do some cool looks and some warm looks, I think the Viseart would be a great one. And Viseart is a really great company. Their shadows are just incredible. They're very, very easy to work with. They're pigmented, but they blend really nicely. So I think they would be great, but I agree with you. The Paris is cooler. Definitely. So, okay. I'm looking at the Viseart now and this one, this one is a palette that would not freak me out. The other ones, you know, when my daughter brought the Paris one, I was like, dang, that's a lot of color. Oh, yeah. And this persona one is a lot like really saturated colors. Yes. And I can see a lot of women, especially women over 40 being like, Oh, that's a little, that's a little much. That's a little bold. How can we wear those colors and not feel like you know, a painted lady. Yeah. So you are, are you talking about the more neutral colors or the brighter colors? I'm talking about the brighter colors. Cause yeah. I could, I could see the Vizzy art palette that I'm looking at now. Like I know what to do with every single one of those easy yeah. peasy. I can do my, you know, lid highlight contour easy yes. with this. The other ones I'm like, I don't know how I would wear dark green eyeshadow. Right. So tell us if you are a woman who is in her forties and above, how are we going to wear dark green eyeshadow or dark purple or bright yellow without feeling, what's the word I'm looking for? No, you're right. A painted lady. A painted lady. <laughs> um, I, okay. So one of the, my greatest tips with that, because sometimes you just want some color and this will actually go into sort of a trend is a, is using these as eyeliners. I think that's great with a little setting spray. You can put it on your brush and just use it right against your lash line to get just a little pop of color, but it's not over the top. The other thing I would say about the darker shadows, what I've learned in my makeup journey is I used to be so scared of all of those colors. And what you learn is so much of it is about blending. And if the color is flattering on you, I mean, don't put like, you know, neon pink or something just because, I mean, if it's a color that you feel like would be flattering to your eye color, flattering to your skin color, and maybe it goes with an outfit you're wearing or some sort of a look you're doing, it's all about blending, taking again, the smallest, smallest amount, putting it and then blending, blending, blending. It's what I see again is people putting way too much and going way too heavy. You can always put an accent. I, I love to put a little bit of a deeper color in the outer corner on your eye, but again, you want to blend that, blend it really well. And the other thing I love to have is it, which is in this, um, well, no, there's not actually one in that Paris. There is one in the, um, in the persona is having that kind of bone shade in a palette is your best friend, because again, it's like an eraser. And if you have too much color, you can always go into that bone shade and just diffuse, 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 and help make it the color that looks the best on you. So if you love a color, like if you looked at this Paris palette and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this deep green or this bright blue. I think it would just make my eyes pop. 
play with it a little bit. Use a bone color shade. And if you don't have a bone color shade, use your um, powder. Use either translucent powder or whatever your powder compact is. Something that's going to diffuse that in a in a more of an ivory bone shade. And, it, and you will be able to find the right amount of color that will really look pretty for your eyes. Oh, I love that. It's kind of like whiteout, right? Remember yes, the little whiteout? That's exactly what it is. Put on typewritten pages, just sort of erase it. I love that. You know, I think that makeup is one of those things. And I think we talked about this last time, but we really get in ruts with it. Yes. And we think that, you know, makeup trends are really for younger people who want to wear bright blue shadows, but there is a way to, to work these things in. And as I'm looking at, I'm really loving this persona palette. I think this could be the one for me. So if anyone has coloring like mine, go check it out too. We can be palette besties, but you, sometimes you do have to shake it up. You absolutely have to shake it up and try things that, that you haven't for a while. And I think over the last year too, I know a lot of people have been wearing less makeup. So it's a little bit difficult to be like, dang, that's a full on eye. You know, it's not like this is my little five minute, no makeup, makeup. This is like makeup. This is really like makeup, but I think it would probably be really good. Like psychologically, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. To do your makeup, not just to put on your makeup the way you do all the time, but to have fun with it. And as I'm looking at this, I used to play with makeup a whole lot more than I do now. But this kind of makes me want to get out, get out all my brushes, not just the same two that I use every day and play with makeup. This is actually really inspiring. Oh, good. I'm glad I talk about makeup being therapy. And it was interesting because I recently did a video on my YouTube channel where I talked about that concept. And I just said, for me, sitting down here doing this is so relaxing. It gives me that creative outlet, but it also just, there's something about it that's incredibly relaxing and calming. And the comments that I got after that video, so many people, now, of course, the people who are watching this obviously love makeup as well, but they all were saying, that's exactly it. It's therapy. It's just very relaxing and comfortable and very comforting. And I think as we've been going through these difficult times, it's nice to just be able to sit down and play. And what I tell everybody too, is remember, you can always take it off. If it doesn't look good, there's no reason why you're stuck with it for the day. You're not. I mean, just go wash it off and start again. And it's always just fun to kind of try and, and create some new things. So if you're somebody who has been stuck in the neutrals neutrals rut, who's been stuck in the, you know, the five-minute face, and there's nothing wrong with the five-minute face. It's probably what most women do 95% of the time. So that has its place. But if you're somebody who's stuck there, where would you start? Where would you encourage people to start if they want to start doing their makeup again and having fun with it? I mean, I would start with eyeshadow just because I think that's the most fun as far as playing or trying a different formula of a product. I was going to talk about this a little later, but the cream products have made a huge, huge, not resurgence, but they've just, they're on the scene, big, big and bold right now. And it's fabulous. It's really fabulous for women over 40 in particular, because these cream products, the, the formulas are just great. And you're seeing cream products in every category. If you don't have, let's say a cream bronzer and you've never tried it, try one. Get out there and try one. There's so many good ones right now. I, I mean, I don't. Do you want me to mention a few of them now? Yeah, why not? Okay, so the the Nars Laguna bronzer, cream bronzer, is fabulous. The Huda Tantor product, Huda Beauty. These are at, all at Sephora. Makeup by Mario. I am just loving his line, and particularly for women over forty. I feel like every product is so well thought out. But he just came out with these soft contour sticks. And I love the fact that he's calling them soft because they are exactly that. And they are a cream to powder formula. You cannot mess them up. They are just so beautiful and giving you a little bit of contour, a little bit of bronze. And then he also has the same thing in a blush stick that are just gorgeous. Elf has so many great up and coming products, but they just came out with their putty bronzers and they have their putty blushes. That might be a good place to start because it's affordable. It's like going to be $5. Their putty bronzers are so, so nice. So I, 
if you haven't tried that formula, I would recommend trying a new formula. If you've always done powder products, especially over 40, uh, these cream products are so flattering. They don't settle in to your fine lines and wrinkles. They just give you a little bit of a healthy glow. Cream products to me used to be very greasy feeling and they don't feel that way anymore. These formulas are amazing. They melt into your skin and then instead of having mm -hmm. that kind of sheen to them, they, they turn almost to a powder and they stay put better. They're just great. So I would recommend definitely doing that if you're wanting to look to kind of spice it up a little bit, try a new formula, even a highlighter. All the cream highlighters are just beautiful too. And then of course, going back to the eyes, there's just so many, if there's a color that you know is your color, but you thought, well, I can't do that on the eyes. I've always done just my basic neutrals on the eyes, figure out a way to incorporate it either in that outer corner or using it as an eyeliner or picking up an eyeliner in a new color. There's so many colors of eyeliners right now. That is a, a huge, huge trend graphic eyeliners. I feel like it's, I mean, again, you do you. For me, it seems like a younger person trend, mm -hmm. but I do love the fact of adding some color to your eyeliner. So for example, I was looking through some pictures and um, there was an actress, I can't remember her name, but she had on just a very beautiful neutral eye, but then she had used almost like a turquoisey teal eyeliner and it was just on the uh, on her lash line. It was incredibly subtle to the point where you didn't even really know was that eyeliner or was it just part of the eyeshadow, but it made her eyes pop so beautifully. And you didn't look at her and think, oh my gosh, she's got you know turquoise all over her eyes. It was just, just enough to give a little bit more interest, but not to go over the top. So my advice is to play a little bit. There's so many great products out there, even at the drugstore. And a lot of times playing at the drugstore obviously is a lot more affordable. Yeah. It can be so much fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I also think that we look at these and we go, where would I wear that? Like that's going to look ridiculous at school drop-off. Maybe yeah. a colored eyeshadow or a colored eyeliner is not a school drop-off situation or a work situation. Maybe that's a date night look or, you know, wine night with the girls, whatever it is. Maybe it's a, more of a special occasion thing than how am I going to wear purple or dark green eyeshadow to my everyday life. So, you know, maybe that's the place for your neutrals and then have a little bit of fun. Put on a different persona for, for the evening, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. So I want to do a little bit of what should we be getting rid of right now? So I was going to ask, are brows still the thing? And you've already said brows are still the thing. Brows really do frame your face. So if you can do anything, I, I have so many women tell me, oh, I just don't want to fool with my brows, but it's kind of one of those things like we talked about with the, with the sunscreen. It's like, if you don't do something with your brows and then do this great, you know, eyeshadow, it's just going to look flat and it's not going to work. So you need to frame your face. So I love the Thrive Cosmetics. They have like a brow gel, yes. but it's actually a demi-permanent color. So it builds over time. And then even when you take your brows off at night, the color still remains a little bit. It's fantastic. I love that company. I, I think that. they have so many great products. They have a great brow pencil too, if you're just looking for a pencil. But those brow gels, again, you can get that fluff with a brow gel as well if you're needing some tint with it. I've never tried their brow gel, but now I want to try it because that just sounds fabulous. Yeah, it's actually called the Instant Brow Fix Semi-Permanent Eyebrow Gel. Ooh. So the color lasts over 24 hours and it just kind of builds over time a little bit and, and leaves a little bit of, of color there. And then you know, you take your makeup off at night or one day you don't want to do your brows and it still has a little bit of, of color to it. I love it. I also, I used to, I don't anymore, but whenever I'd go get my hair colored, I would have them color my brows. Yeah. So that way, if I didn't want to wear something, at least it looks like I had them. So if you're like me and you have clear brows. And then you can use, like I was talking about with the soap brows, if you just normally go and kind of get the tent done, then you can use just something very simple just to brush them up and give you a lift. Yeah. Yeah. So much easier than having to do it every single day. Okay. So brows, we are still doing contour and highlights still doing. Yes, definitely. But again, it's not quite as contoured. So it's not Kardashian contouring. Um, 
it's really just subtle to give you that shape on your face. Now, my advice on this is if you are a woman who has a very thin, very pronounced cheekbones, you might not need to contour. I mean, it, it, it might not, that might not be necessary for you, but I think that contour is great for giving some structure to your face. If you are round or oval shaped face, it is, can be your best friend. It just gives you more of a shape. Okay. Good to know. What are some other techniques or products or colors that people just aren't really doing anymore? I think overlining your lips, really overlining your lips. I, I do love a good kind of a contour lip pencil, but when it looks super extreme, like what I think we're not seeing as much anymore is that very extreme contour with a very light, light lipstick. Okay. You're seeing more of a lip line that's giving you a little bit of lift, but it's actually almost more like the shade of the lipstick instead of being more of a contour shade. So I definitely, for lips, and also for lips, we're starting to see a real resurgence of a matte lip, mm -hmm. which some people are very, oh my gosh, I don't want to go back to matte lip because it used to be so, so drying yeah. when you would wear a matte lip. I will mention two different matte lip stick companies. First off, I am just really loving this new formula from Bite Beauty. They have the, their Power Move matte lipsticks. They are absolutely stunning. The colors are incredible, but they are absolutely hydrating, but they look like a matte lip. I think they're beautiful. Some people, again, it's your, it's your preference, but in the fall in particular, I love a good matte lip. A good mauve shade, just to kind of go back to that, is the shade Praline. And they have a little bit warmer. So if you're more warm toned, I would go with the shade Sesame. Both are beautiful and they have some gorgeous reds too, that they have more of a blue toned red, more of a yellow toned red. They have, they have it all. And that line, I would say definitely pick up one of their lipsticks for the fall. I think it would just be perfect all the way through winter. The other one is Charlotte Tilbury has her matte revolution formula is very, very hydrating and not quite the matte look of the Bite Beauty, but still very, very pretty. And she has so many different shades in that. Um, the most popular being Pillow Talk, but she has tons and tons mm -hmm. of shades that I think are just gorgeous for that. So I do think matte lip, we're not seeing quite, especially as we go into fall, not as much of the, the gloss. Okay. So when you're talking about overlining your lip, you mean like drawing outside of your natural natural lip line, correct? To make it look fuller. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Okay. And you can do that very subtly because a lot of times, I mean, that's incredibly helpful if you have very small lips to be able to build them up a little bit with that. But I think the main thing, what we're not seeing anymore is it used, it was very popular to have that deep kind of a brown line outside of the lips and then put a very, very light lipstick. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're not seeing anymore. So I would not recommend that. I think we're seeing a lot of bold lips, which is great. I love that. Um, but then we're not seeing that dark, dark line with the light, light lip. The big contrast. Why do I feel like, oh, I've seen that like in really young trend kind of things? Because that's a very 90s look. I very. remember doing that. I remember doing that probably in 1997 to get ready to go out. And it was like a dark brown liner and a very, very light lip. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I saw it somewhere very, very recently. And I was like, oh, that is so 90s. It is. So maybe that's one of those things that we're going to leave to teenagers. And maybe we're not going to do that. Yeah. It's not as attractive, I feel like, as we get a little older. But I do think finding a great nude shade that's more your own lip shade, instead of going with this very, very light shade that almost kind of blanks out your lips. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I just, for some reason, I feel like I saw that lately and I was like, no, we're not yeah. doing this again. No, no. Young, somebody can do that. Okay. Is there anything else that is that look will date you? I think we're starting to see, even though the focus is on the eyes and all that's great, I think you're seeing less of real glittery eyes. You'll see metallic, but not as much glitter focus. Um, and my recommendation as you get older is 
starting to really play with a lot of matte shadows and you can use like a satin for your shimmer, but going overly shimmery on your lids, I feel like just can accentuate those kind of lines and wrinkles that we have on our lids and beautiful matte shades just can be so gorgeous. I think people feel like a matte shade is not going to be as brightening, but it depends on the shade. For example, I'll give you a couple different matte palettes that I love. The, that makeup by Mario that I talked about, he has an incredible matte palette that has everywhere from a very, very light ivory all the way to very dark, dark brown. They blend out beautifully and using that kind of those lighter tones on the, the, t- the front of your lid, like the top of your lid can brighten your eye. And a lot of times when I see, when I've taught people that technique, they realize, oh, wow, I didn't even need a shimmer. They were using the shimmer almost more for lightness. But when you use that lighter eyeshadow, mm-hmm. you can get the same effect. And yet it doesn't have that light reflecting, which is going to focus more on your fine lines and wrinkles. So I love that makeup by Mario Matte Palette. I think it's fabulous. Also, if you want to go drugstore or actually it's Target, only at Target, um, Jason Wu, who's a fashion designer, he came out with a line of makeup, which is very, very good. My favorite product from his line is he has this matte palette and I think it's 12 shades and it's, it's a smaller palette. It is incredible. And again, it has all of those different shades. Once I've turned people onto that, they're like, I can't get enough of it because it's just so, so beautiful. And doing a matte look and then adding a pop of color as your eyeliner is just, to me, a great way to kind of go from day to night. Oh, I like that. And that one you said is at Target? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. It's a Target. And it's it's a it's a great one. It's from Jason Wu. He has a couple different eyeshadow palettes, but I highly recommend the matte palette. His mattes are beautiful. Okay. We're going to have to check that one out. All right. If you could add one product, last question for you. If you could add one product to your makeup bag for fall, what would it be? Oh, that's hard. Um, One product. I would say a really good matte eyeshadow palette. Okay. I think that's that's just going to carry you so far. All right. All right. Well, maybe we'll start with the one at Target and uh, or the Makeup by Mario. I love it. Love it. Okay. So you and I have been chatting. And first of all, tell everybody where they can find you. I mentioned your your channels, but tell everybody again where they can find you online. Yeah. So I have an Instagram. It's KZ Beauty Coach. And I also have a YouTube channel, which has really been going very, very smoothly and highly recommend you come join me over there. It's again, KZ Beauty Coach. And um, it's it's been great. It's been really fun. And I talk about, I will be talking about different trends coming up, but also I just have a video that came up of how not to age yourself 10 years. Ooh. And it, it's been very popular video. And I did half the face with the mistakes and then half the face without. So you can kind of see the difference. Okay. I'm going to go watch that one as soon as we're done. <laughs> but we have been talking about doing something and we are going to do a little special bonus Along with the Denim Masterclass, which is the pre-order bonus for the fall capsule, Catherine is actually putting together sort of a fall makeup guide to complement the capsule. So we haven't released capsule colors yet. Catherine's gotten a little sneak peek, but she's going to be putting together a guide of the palettes, the colors, the products that will complement the capsule for both save and spend because we believe in beauty at all price points. And then, you know, if you're warm, you're cool. So they will, there will be something in there for everyone with links, just like our capsule with links of where you can buy it. So I am super, super excited for that, Catherine. I am too. I think it'll be great. Yeah. You know, it's funny when we put out the capsule guide, a lot of times we get like what nail polish would look good with this or what, you know, how should I change my makeup? So we're going to solve that for you. And we're going to give you a guide. Our goal is to make life easy for people. So we're going to make beauty easy for everyone this fall as well. And then I do believe there's going to be an opportunity in there to work with Catherine as well. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I just want someone to tell me what to wear, you can work with Catherine. She will tell you what to wear. So make sure you are on the list to get the fall capsule guide and then you can dive into all of this stuff. All right. That's all we have for you today. We're going to put a ton of links in the show notes, um, head back and listen to Catherine's first 
show with us that we did a few months ago. And then also I'm going to link to my episode about how to transition seasons with your wardrobe. When you're feeling fall inside, but it's not feeling fall outside, how do you make your wardrobe match um, what you want to wear and what feels comfortable? So we're going to link to both of those. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Hey, friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.